Dairy's coronavirus crisis begins on the farm, and for the next few months, the burdens won't lessen. Leroy Plagerman is a director of the Northwest Dairy Association, a.k.a. Dairy Gold, and a dairy farmer in Whatcom County in the northwest corner of Washington. His farm has been in the forefront of dairy sustainability, and as a cooperative leader, Plagerman's been in the midst of how farmers are responding to public health and market challenges. Thank you so much for joining us. Tell us a little bit about your farm. Hi, Alan. Great great to be here with you today. We actually operate four different dairy farms in the in the Pacific Northwest here, the very corner of Washington State. Uh, they range in size from about 200 cows up to about 700 cows with a mix of both Jerseys and Halsteins. So what sort of challenges are you seeing farmers face? Because I can understand there's a lot of variety based on your situation. Yeah, you know, I, and I think that depends where you're at, Alan. Fortunately, we have not as a company had to dump milk yet. And I, I can only imagine the challenge that would be for a dairy farmer to have to open a spigot and watch that that nutritious milk just pour down the drain and be wasted like that. So I think that's an extreme challenge that, that fortunately we're not experiencing in our area, but I know some areas are. As far as the financial uh, challenge that is looming on us, we really it really hasn't hit yet. But our next milk checks are definitely going to. We got to notice that our, our next tract is going to drop like 14 or 16 percent. And we're going to see that. And I think just the challenge of the uncertainty of not knowing how long this is going to last and, and where we end up on the other side. It sounds like a situation where you expect financially things are going to get worse before they get better. Oh, definitely. We can see that in the markets. And and unfortunately, fortunately, our, our price lags a little bit from where it was at and and that's what we just got paid on our milk now. But in the future, yeah, markets look tough. What's been the main effect on your farm so far? The uncertainty of not howing, knowing how to proceed with some of the plans that we had laid in place at the end of last year and the beginning of this year with construction, with adding more robots to our farm, with purchasing more land. They're all kind of on hold until we get through this and, and see where we end up after the crisis is over. So what precautions in the meantime are you taking on your farm to minimize the risk of coronavirus exposure in your own workforce? Yeah, you know, my wife is actually a seamstress, so she was busy making face masks for our for our local family medicine office and for family members and, and customers that she had. So one thing we we're able to do is provide face masks for any of the employees that wish to wear one right away. We provided hand sanitizers for the for the employees to make sure they use. Everybody's required to wear disposable gloves, and we have massive quantities of those that we go through a lot of disposable gloves. And then we just talked with our employees about making sure that they maintain the distance from each other and, and just being conscious that they don't want to be too close. Have folks seem concerned? Uh, do they seem to be taking seriously the message of the precautions that you're putting out? Yeah, I think everybody's being careful and, and they're watching it. How does this crisis compare to others that you've experienced as a dairy farmer? You know, as dairy farmers, we've gone through numerous of these uh, these pricing cycles where we hit depressed prices. And I think one thing it does is it helps you prepare more for the next one. For this one, going into this, uh, it's been a challenge. But if people can go into this with a stronger balance sheet, and having reserve capital, I think you feel a little bit better for the next crisis that you face like this. And that's kind of what we did, um, that we tried to be in a position that we can weather more of these storms. You know, that when you think about crisis, I, 
I go back to 9-11 as the major crisis where it affects the whole society. And when you look at and compare this to 9-11, parts of it are the same. We see our markets crash and prices fall. But the social is so different. Back then, everybody started gathering, going to church, and, and prayer was a big, um, a big part of their lives. But I think both of them are really humbling to people that you realize that you don't have control over everything and uh, it causes you to reach out. But there's also an, an awkwardness with it now too. When you meet somebody, you don't know, well, I need to stay six feet away where it used to be you want to stick out your hand and shake somebody's hand or give an employee a pat on the back or something. And it's just, everything's a little bit awkward now going through this crisis. How has your business model changed to deal with the lower prices you're seeing and the shifts in markets you're experiencing? We try to be as self-sufficient as we can. And with whether it's planting our crops or, or harvesting or applying manure or maintaining the equipment on the farm. For our planting, we're, we're a lot more involved with the risk management programs as well. We've used LGM, we use the dairy revenue program and, and the dairy margin coverage. And all of those have helped try to help us weather through this uh, with our model. The other thing that we've done is we increased our land base and we, we've really concentrated on our forage to, to produce more of our own local quality forage so that we can help with our feed income over feed cost within our ration. What are some ways that public policy can help farmers? You know, I, I think the biggest thing for us would be that we could continue to push the and advocate for free trade and open markets for our products. Um, that was an already important part of the dairy industry to have that. And now with the surplus that we're facing, it even becomes more important. I've really appreciated, you know, the, the disaster assistant package with, with donating products. And that's something Dairy Gold has always been involved with, this, that we've really doubled down on those programs for donating more and, and getting more nutritious milk into the consumers that really need it right now. Do you think that increased purchases of dairy products could do some good for folks in the world? Oh, yes, definitely. You know, it's it's such a great product to have in households and uh, for the for the nutrition and, and learning and, and health. How do you see farmers helping one another? What I see is just that we're going through this together and just the moral support that we have for each other. And, and when people bear each other's burdens and understand it, it just helps you to, to go through it. What keeps you going through these days? For us, it's, it's our faith. And, and that we know that there's a God that's sovereign and in control of all things. And, and he uses everything for his purpose. And it's hard for us to see what that purpose is sometimes when we're going through this. But ultimately, we know that'll be used for his purpose, and, and it'll work out the way it's supposed to work out. That's it for today's podcast. For more on dairy's response to coronavirus, visit our special webpage, nmpf.org coronavirus, where you will find a wide range of information for producers and processors. We've also launched a Twitter hashtag to discuss what dairy's going through and the need for dairy policy solutions. That's dairy never stops. You can subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, and Google Play under the podcast name Dairy Defined. Thank you for joining us.